On today's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, we are going to be talking about the Panthers surviving in their game against the Colorado Avalanches. They defeat them by final score of 5-4. to four. Jacob Winans will be joining me on this edition of Winans Wednesday to discuss the ups and downs of this game. The Panthers go, going on an early lead, blowing it, but still finding a way to win. We'll be discussing this and more on today's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Wednesday, January 11th of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast part of the locked on podcast network where it's your team every day thank you for making the locked on florida panthers podcast your first listen of the day i'm Armando velez you can follow me on twitter at monoman12 follow the show account on twitter at lo underscore f l a panthers thank you for making the locked on florida panthers podcast your first listen of the, of the day and don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the locked on nhl network including locked on nhl Locked on Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Roden. And if you want everything prospects related, make sure to listen to Locked on NHL Prospects with Heidi Halakash. So, Cats fans, there, there's two schools of thought when it, when it comes to yesterday's game. Is that I feel bad for the people who didn't watch this game. Because they missed a wild one. But then there's about there's a way of thinking about how this game went from a three nothing lead, then being up four one, blowing a third third period lead, and then it being tied four four before the Florida Panthers won this one. So but so for the people who didn't happen to stay up for this one you might have lucked out because of the years that this game might have taken out of your life too so there's two ways of thinking about this because it was just you you think at at points in this one where the game is possibly in the bag especially early on of course palmery spoke about in the middle of the game in an interview with Emily Kaplan about being nervous about this kind of lead when he was interviewed. And man, regardless of all that, the Panthers find a way to win. And this will be a perfect time to bring in my guest on the show. It's a Wednesday edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, which means it is a Winans Wednesday edition of the show. Jacob, I usually ask, how are you feeling? But I want to ask it, this in a different way tonight. How is your heart rate? Honestly, that third period, um, I, I probably should have had a cardiologist on speed dial. I mean, I, there's not really a whole lot you can say about to, to really put it into words, what, what kind of roller coaster we were on in that third period. Um, you know, we can we can dive into some of the details about it, like, um, issues with sitting back and, 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 and not 
pressing anymore when when they have leads going over 10 minutes without a shot on goal to start the third period, giving up three goals before getting their first shot in the third. Obviously alarming trends. You don't want to see that. But at the same time, I'm more than happy with the fact that they put up five on the defending champions on the road uh, at a mile high. That is not an easy venue to do that. Um, I was pleased with uh, the goaltending for most of the game, um, aside from a, a five-minute stretch where it kind of imploded. Um, most of the game, I was pleased with the goaltending. Special teams had their best performance of the season, arguably. Um, great special teams tonight. And then, you know, this this game really had everything. It was almost like three different hockey games rolled into one. It, it had a little bit of everything. It had dominant Panthers. It had dominant Avalanche. It had uh, fights and scraps. And it had it, it had really everything you look for in, in a hockey game. It's exciting. Uh, it's a ESPN Plus game. So uh, there's probably a large hockey audience that got to watch it. And it was an, an exciting game. Um, but at the end of the day, that was two points the Panthers desperately, desperately needed, and they got it. It was not pretty. It was extremely ugly. Um, you don't want to see them winning games that way, but we will take two points any way that we have to take two points. So I, I'm, I'm more than happy with that win. And honestly, if they got if they have to play like that, I'm happy they're, that they're doing it in a in a late a late night West Coast game because I had no chance to fall asleep watching that game. Absolutely not. No way that I was neither. And uh... For for those wondering, uh, right now I'm looking at my clock on my laptop. It is 1.16 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as we are starting to record this edition of the show. And, and just the different types of goals and the different type and the different stretches of dominance for the Panthers off to a little bit of a slow start. The the Panthers, uh, I, I believe it was like two and a half minutes to like 50 seconds that the that the Colorado Avalanche were had more offensive zone time than the Panthers only had one shot on goal through the first seven minutes and Paul Murray spoke about what was the key to those three goals that the Panthers scored was that penalty kill for for the Panthers and and the person that was involved the most on that first penalty kill was Mark Stahl closing in on the gaps closing on and on the shooting lanes and he even he even got on the offensive end as well on some rushes didn't get a point didn't score but even even then he was getting getting in on that. I don't know how much I want to see that out of Mark Stahl uh, as well. But but the the key for the Panthers was Paul Murray spoke about it was that that penalty kill and then of course let, we discussed I discussed this on yesterday's show about the line changes that happened for for the Panthers and of course look what happens you you're you're getting you're getting dominated in the first seven minutes of the game and then. You, you try a little bit of chip and chase for Anton Lundell, and then he gets it to Sasha Barkov, maybe a little bit out of position by Devon Tays on that, and then uh, Barkov goes backhand on Alexander Georgiev. And and what one of the, one of the unsung heroes in this game as well, Sam Bennett, uh, who's in trade rumors uh, right now for the Panthers, him and Sam Reinhardt, um, a big block that he and deflection that he had in – the Panther zone starts it starts a rush between Carver Hagee and Brandon Montour and Brandon Montour goes bar down as well and then of course the power play we, you spoke about it really at at the beginning two for two on the night including uh including uh a Sam to Sam uh uh play where uh Reinhardt retrieves the puck right behind the net Georgiev uh before that goes behind his net to try to get it in the trapezoid and then 
maybe has a little bit of heart of a hard time getting back in his net and then getting and then Reinhardt to Bennett gets that one through. And really the 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 that it started with that penalty kill for the Panthers. Yeah, the penalty kill really um I feel like it everyone was kind of nervous watching that penalty kill because uh, you know, Colorado's a team that has really struggled on the power play of late but that's a team that also has a ton of firepower and I'm sure they saw a Panthers penalty kill out there that, that has been weak lately. And they, they probably looked at this game as a really good opportunity to get their power play going. And the Panthers just didn't allow it. Yeah, it seemed to turn the momentum of the game. Uh, and then uh, the first goal, like you said, it, it's a great individual effort from Lundell to get that, to, to chase his own puck, go one on two to get it back and get it to Sasha Barkov. That kind of thing is contagious. Um, a penalty kill like that is huge for the team. Then a, a, a fantastic individual effort where you, you got a guy giving 110% to, to get uh, his teammate a, a goal and get on the board. That kind of stuff is contagious and, and the rest of the team wants to follow that. Uh, the Panthers goals tonight were really scored. Almost every single one of them, if not all of them, were except maybe the Brandon Montour one, uh, where they were all right in front of the net. They were all all effort goals, all hustle goals. Uh, it was it was all instances where the Panthers just seemed to want it more than the Avalanche, and that's just what the rest of this season is going to have to be. Um, it's gonna it's gonna take a lot of individual efforts, and it's gonna take it from everybody. Uh, and, and beyond just the offense, I saw tons of timely shot blocks tonight. I saw great sticks and, and, and great positioning uh, at times. Aside from a couple of really bad mental breakdowns that that really let Colorado back into the game in that third period. I really can't question the effort too much tonight. It really did seem like guys, uh, they, they weren't getting scored on tonight by sleepwalking and not caring. It was, it was a couple of breakdowns mentally, but it, it was not for lack of effort. Um, the, the effort was there 100% tonight and, and there's not really much argument uh, to be had for that. Uh, Sam Bennett was fantastic and effort is never in question when you're talking about Sam Bennett. Um, Matthew Kachuk was fantastic. I'm sure you're going to bring up this stat um, later on, uh, Matthew Kachuk and, and his average distance uh, of his goal scored. But um, not to not to lean too much into it. It's just the the Panthers' goals tonight were were all right. We're all dirty area goals, um, and, and even the Montour one comes off of an effort play from Sam Bennett. So it, it's it's about effort, and then and then you have to win those 50-50 battles, especially in front of the especially in front of the opposing net. Uh, if you want to, like Tom McLean said in, in our chat today, uh, he says, like robbing a bank, that's where the money is. Um, you, you get to the you get to the blue paint, that's where the goals are. And and that's what the Panthers did tonight. And uh, they're, they're going to have to make a habit of that because that's if, if they want offense and they're not going to get it from pure transition and rush chances like last season, then you got to adapt. And, and getting getting the greasy ones in front of the net, that, that's that's what we saw tonight. And I think we need to see more of it. Yeah, and the fact that they did it in different ways, like we mentioned, chip, chip and chase on transition via a block and and being being right there. But it also came with a lot of missed opportunities as well for the Colorado Avalanche shooting themselves in the foot. As far as their power play, they're very pass happy as well, and and the Florida Panthers really benefited off that. Uh, there is even on one of their penalty kills, the Panthers were pinned a little bit to their right, a little too much where Miko Rantanen was right in front of Sergei Bobrovsky and just flat out missed. Uh, there was another one where uh, Gerard uh, 
couldn't couldn't get a shot off right as as well where Bobrovsky was right on his stomach as, as well and just couldn't lift it um enough to get it on the goal and listen you 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 take a couple of you take you you see those and and you count your lucky stars sometimes when it when 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 it comes to that so so we're we're going to continue that conversation we're also going to discuss more about Matthew Kachuk and and just what a treat he's been con- continuing the praises of Matthew Kachuk uh as just he gets two goals on, on the night for 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 the Panthers but first we're going to tell you all about bet online and betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info news stats and analysis Get all the latest odds and trends for every professional Amber League out there from pro football, college bowl season, to basketball, and hockey. We've got it all at BetOnline. If you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today and use Moldavite to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. Back on this Wednesday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, it is a Wednesday edition of the show with Jacob Winans here on this Winans Wednesday. And, you know, you, the Panthers go up 3-0. Three, um, three the the one, the Cogliano goal, which Kel McCarr looked like he was ready for the referees to blow their whistle after Matthew, it, look, it looked like he cross-checked. Matthew Kachuk, but even during that time, I was saying th- th- this game, this game is n- is nowhere near uh, over for for the Panthers, uh, and still the the Panthers came out firing in that in that second period in that second period really early on. If it, it kind of felt like the Dallas game, but for like a one eighty for for the Panthers really early in the first like in the first like 15 uh, to 20 minutes because they, they were the ones that didn't have as many shots as the Colorado avalanche, but it was, it, the, the pucks were uh, going in, into the net for, for, for the Panthers. And, but let's just talk about Matthew Kachuk who scored the last two goals of the game, but let's start with the, let's start with the first one, right place, right time. Brandon Montour scored. Of course we, he scored the, the second, second goal of the game, but also, and gets the secondary assist on the fourth one where he just skates easily around around the perimeter. Barkoff tries to get it on the net. Sometimes we sometimes that what we've yelled at even on Twitter and even on this podcast in the past is just trying to get the puck into the net. And then it all of a sudden bounces right into Matthew Kachuk's lap. And right place, right time gets it in for four for four one. And just as the second period, just as the second period is winding down, Panthers were absolutely dominant in that period. That was their that was their best period. It, it wasn't a sixty minute performance, but that second period was really kind of where they buckled down, uh, forced the the Colorado Avalanche outside, trapped them in the neutral zone, didn't give them much offensive zone time as well. But even though they blew that lead. It felt like that the second period at times when you when you when you went looking back at it, it that was kind of like the period where you saw like the Panthers that was the the period that they won the game in my opinion. I agree. That was probably one of their best periods of the season, if not if not their best, um uh as far as as far as effort and just doing the right things. 
Um, it didn't necessarily translate to a bunch of goals or anything. The goals really came in the first period, but uh, they just played that period the right way. Uh, and, and they were they were rewarded for it at the end with the Matthew Kachuk goal. But they they really that was the the epitome of of what Panthers hockey has looked like over the last couple of seasons. Uh, just just overwhelming pressure. Uh, I, I want to say they outshot Colorado seventeen to four or something like that in the second mm-hmm. period. It was it was a pretty wide gap, uh, and, and and it was it was really just off of. Uh, rolling rolling the lines, uh, pretty even ice time. Rolling the four lines, everyone doing the same thing. Hard four check, uh, possession in the ozone. Uh, what really set the tone with that period was how they came out to start it. Uh, the first shift of that period was almost a minute and a half, maybe two minutes almost of zone time. Uh, just pinning the the Avalanche top line and top D pair in their own zone. Uh, I think I want to say it ended with a Sam Bennett chance on goal, but. Um, I'd have to go back and watch that shift. It was it was a dominant shift. Uh, the Panthers were able to roll two two lines in in one shift in that O zone uh, without the puck ever leaving the zone. They had two whole line changes. So um, you come out and, and start a period that way. It kind of sets the tone for the rest of the period. I thought they had a great second. Uh, the wheels came off a, a little bit in the third period, but um, you know that that second period. That's if you're if you're the coaching staff. If you're uh, a player on the team, that's the period you want to go back and look at as this is what we need to be doing. Uh, this is going to win us hockey games. And and Matthew Kachuk, I mean, there's, we're running out of things to say about the guy. Uh, he's, I just, I don't know where the Panthers would be this season if not for Matthew <laughs> Kachuk, but uh, it, it would very likely be at the, at the bottom of the league if not for Matthew Kachuk this year. He's been uh, absolutely dominant. And and he's not afraid of any aspect of the game. He he'll camp out right in front of the net, take pucks off the body, and and whack them in the net. He'll throw a hit. He'll block a shot. It doesn't matter. He he's he's a guy who's out there to win games, and he's going to do whatever necessary to win. Uh, tonight was another great example of that. And and honestly, I'll say this: if the Panthers were a little bit higher in the standings and had a little bit better, um, a little bit better to show for for his efforts. I really feel like he's he's right there in the in the Hart Trophy conversation this year. He's been that good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, of course, record ha- has a lot to do with how you're you're viewed as well. I mean, Connor McDavid right now is uh, leading by by a lot, and and the Edmonton Oilers are 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 fighting for their playoff lives as well as, as at this point in time. Uh, but the the ESPN broadcast brought up the stat of. Of Matthew Kachuk, eight point one feet per goal scored. We we knew he was in that front presence. That was something that we talked about all summer. But seeing that stat, we and and listen, that's combined with him having the most passes from the trapezoid as well on freezing defenses. The goaltender like hugging his post, and and of course when with 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 the mask and how hard it is to see peripherally as well. With all of that as well, it's just it just makes it so intimidating on 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 goaltenders as, as well. And the fact that and and this is what I like about whenever the Panthers are on ESPN broadcast, they they bring up stats that that sometimes we we don't always see on the Valley Sports because it's so Panthers centric. When when these guys look at just throughout the league and see. And we really get a taste of really how Matthew Kachuk really is compared to the rest of the league. 
Yeah, I agree. I I honestly had no idea that he led the NHL in in shortest um, average distance for his goals. That's a pretty impressive stat. It's not something that a lot of people really care about on the on a surface level where they go looking for oh who leads the league in shortest distance. That's not something people are looking up or really caring about. But it really speaks to the type of game he plays. Uh, we the Panthers have lacked in that front presence for years now. Uh, we had it a little bit with Hornquist, but as he's aged, that's kind of uh, tapered off. But uh, but but Matthew Kachuk is absolutely elite in that aspect of the game. With honestly, there's not really anyone that you could argue is better at it than Matthew Kachuk right now in the NHL. Uh, and then, and then his creativity behind the net with those passes it, it's it's created chances for Barkov. It's created chances for Sam Reinhart. Uh, he's he's working with every line he's on uh, produces. So um, he's maybe not the prettiest skater, not the fastest guy. But but he he really really knows his role and he plays it better than anyone else in the league can, is capable of playing it. Uh, the Panthers are benefiting from it. Um, I, I was I was super impressed with this game tonight. Um, I, I think I think it's the the average distance uh, stat is is really key to me um, because that's that the Panthers are are really trying to move away from just being a rush team and Matthew Kachuk is really leading that charge. Um, I, I think, I think that's something that they need to continue to hone in on. I, I think that's something that uh, bodes well for his his entire tenure as a Panther. Because the thing is, that's not something that really goes away. Um, scoring from that close in front of the net—that's something that you can always do. It's not something that goes away. It's some—it's about positioning. It's not like he's relying on his speed necessarily. He's not relying on ridiculously quick hands. He's just getting in the right spots, and he capitalizes when he does. And that's something that there's longevity to that. That's something that he's going to be good at for his entire time in a Panther uniform. So I, I think it's exciting. Um, it's definitely a, a new and, and novel concept to, to Panther fans. We're not used to having a player who does that all the time. Um, but, I mean, just watch that. Just watch the game-winning goal, the fifth goal of the night. That was that was the just the most, you know, for lack of a better term, he he was just like F it, I'm going for it. Uh, turns to the net and just starts whacking at it, and, and takes a lucky bounce, goes in, wins the game. And, you know, you, you need a little more of that. Just it doesn't have to be pretty. Mm. And just just like just like LeBron said uh, when the big three first si- first signed in South Florida, not one, not two, not three, four four hacks that he had right in front of the mm-hmm. net at, at, at Georgiev. And, hey, uh, even though he wasn't the one who exactly touched the puck after with Makar trying to scoop it out from the blue paint and then b- it bouncing off Evan Rodriguez's skate and into the net, that pressure that he put there just really really, really affected the play. And, 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 of course, when you're taking that many hacks, it, it creates an opportunity for – pucks to bounce a certain way that that defenders are just uh roll their eyes or hit their stick on the ice once once those goals uh do do definitely uh go in so it's just we love it on our side that that's that's for sure but this will be a good time to transition over to segment number three where we're going to talk about the of, of the third period and how we had a little bit of a scare for for this Panthers team as scored a lot of goals, got off to two multiple three goal leads, but the Avalanche did 
fight back to to at least make it a game for for this one. And we're going to discuss that next here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Third and final segment here on this Winans Wednesday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, where the Florida Panthers are coming off a five to four road victory over the Colorado Avalanche at Ball Arena. And Jacob, as great as Ma- we spoke about Matthew Kachuk and those two goals, one of them um, being the game winner, one of them, um, which was on the power play, uh, didn't even, did not mention that. But just the the comfort level that the Panthers had in the, in that third period where it was 10 to nothing as far as shots on goal. And all three of the goals by the Colorado Avalanche were scored before the Panthers could even get their first one. And Miko Rantanen leads Colorado in every statistical category, most statistical categories by a long shot. I know Nathan McKinnon has missed a, a little bit of time this season, but just continuing to just carry this team, even though they've had a hard time scoring. But of course, uh, we have to consider the injuries that the Colorado Avalanche are going through. They're still without their captain, Gabe Landeskog, as well as, as one important piece. But Miko Rantanen tries to wrap around and then it bounces off uh, Sergei Bobrovsky's skate. And I was I was thinking this in my head, but I wasn't saying this out loud, that Nathan McKinnon only had one shot on goal in, in through the first two periods. And there was a game last season where the Florida Panthers didn't even allow Nathan McKinnon to get one shot on goal. And that was like in game number four of the season. And 20 seconds later, the the team that scored the 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 line that scored the goal uh stayed stayed on the ice. Ranton and gets a stretch pass over to Nathan McKinnon. And Bob has Bob um w- didn't face a lot of shots, was great in the ones that he he uh that he faced, but man. That that one by Nathan McKinnon, that one was just kind of a backbreaker for uh, for for the Panthers, and all just twenty seconds apart for 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 that one, and then all in the middle of that as well, the Panthers and the Avalanche go for uh, go on a four on four where JT Comfort and Brandon Montour go to the box for unsportsmanlike conduct, a neutral zone turnover which Lank um, Arturi Lankinen scores uh, off a rebound. But though Palmer's challenged it to be unsuccess, um, unsu- um, successful, excuse me, for an offside, but then, uh, but then, um, Comfort, uh, Comfort retrieves the puck uh, just six minutes later after after all that, and ties ties the game, goes barred down short shortly after, sh- um, all that, and you would think that the Panthers would have had a break after that 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 challenge was called offside but what what were your thoughts what were your thoughts on all that with the 10 nothing shot on goal advantage for the the avalanche and just the adjustments or lack thereof between second and third period yeah so my thoughts and this is kind of something i've been harping on um ever since we lost to st louis at home uh, when we had a 4-1 lead in the third period. My my issue is with the just the lack of offensive presence in the third periods when they're winning games. You cannot, in, in today's NHL, you cannot sit back and, and, and not 
bother playing offense anymore when you have a lead. It doesn't matter if it's a one-goal lead or a four-goal lead or a three-goal lead. It does not matter. You have to continue playing your game until that until the net is empty for the other team. And then you can sit back and wait wait for a puck to come your way and chip it down the ice and aim for the empty net. Until until they pull their goalie, you have to play your your same style of game that has you in the lead. And the Panthers have time and time again done the same thing where they sit back, they intercept pucks, chip it down the ice, and they try to do that for a whole period and, and maintain their lead, and it just doesn't work. Uh, especially against a team like this, uh, the Avalanche are such a high octane, fast team. You just can't do it. Um, I, and I think the Panthers showed a real lack of composure on two separate occasions in this period. Um, after the first goal of the third period, the Miko Ranson and wraparound, that is a really tough break. I feel for Aaron Eckblad because he played that perfectly. He had Ranson and wrapped up, took him down to the ice cleanly. He played that perfectly defensively. And the puck just takes a really awful bounce off of a Browski and goes in the net. Sometimes that happens. You get a tough break. You give up a tough goal that you probably didn't deserve to have scored against you. You have to move on. And the Panthers just did not move on. They weren't ready when, when, when the faceoff at the very next faceoff, they weren't ready when Nathan McKinnon comes in the zone. Um, it was a sneaky little drop pass at the blue line, but Browski lets in a, absurdly soft goal which made no sense given the way he had been playing up to that point they have to show a little bit more composure after catching a tough break the the ransom and goal is a tough break they played it well it happens to go in off of a fluky bounce and then they just collapse for 20 seconds and nathan mckinnon scores again i think they also showed a real lack of composure after the goal was waved off they caught a break, but they still looked shell-shocked until the, the, the game-time goal that actually counted went in. When you catch a break, you have to turn the momentum quickly because just because that goal didn't count, that avalanche bench is still feeling it. And like, hey, we, we got this goal. Let's go get it for real now because we, we were offside by an inch, but we're playing really well. Let's go get it again. And the crowd at that, at that point, they feel like they got screwed, even though it's obviously offside. The, the crowd feels like they got screwed over because, of course, it, it's a home crowd. They want their goals to count. So the crowd's behind them. You have to have a shift to take that momentum away. The Panthers didn't do it. It ends up tied. I think, you, I think those, those two moments, they showed a real lack of composure. And then there's, there's a lot to be desired with the coaching here because you cannot continue to do the same thing when you have leads, it, it, it has not worked. It's still not working. The Panthers are lucky to get this win. Um, and, and it's still not working. The third period strategy is still broken. You can't just come out and dump pucks down the ice and, and, and hope that the other team gives up because they're going to keep bringing offense. Uh, this, I think I saw a stat on ESPN today um, talking about comeback wins in the NHL. The, the, this, this year's NHL is on pace to have the most comeback wins uh, as a whole in the history of, in the history of the sport. So if everybody's capable of making comeback wins, you can't be the team that sits back and, and just tries to dump pucks and kill the clock because you're not going to be able to do it. And, and it, it really bit the Panthers today. And luckily for Matthew Kachuk and a really dumb penalty, uh, I, I want to say it was Ranton who hit Cousins in yeah. the head, really stupid penalty. Um, Panthers are able to escape with two points, but I mean, going forward, it's something that has to get cleaned up because it, it, it could kill the season if they if they can't hold on to leads. Uh, I mean, this is a team that hasn't shown the ability to come from behind. So when you have leads, you have to hold them. And and 
that the the dump and the dump and sit back strategy it's just not sustainable it, it's really not yeah and it, it, it's been a rarity this season when the panthers have had big leads uh and of course you you mentioned the st louis game up 4-1 in the third period as well before blowing that one as well and and for for this one thankfully this time around they got two points um, and even if they went to overtime and won, it's not a four point swing because of, of course, being a Western conference team as well. So two points is two points, no matter how you get it, but there's still cause for concern for this one. We spoke about even pre-recording how with Buffalo losing in regulation to the Seattle Kraken at home, that the Panthers are creeping up a little bit in, in, in the wild card standings and how, if the Panthers didn't get behind the eight ball early, that even if you lose on Thursday against the Vegas Golden Knights, you still see this as a successful road trip, it, it being 500. But now it makes Thursday's game even more of a sense of urgency that you have to try to go into, into Vegas and, and T-Mobile Arena to try to get the six out of eight, something a benchmark that I personally set even before this road trip even started for the for the Panthers. So it's it's a good it's a good it's a good win for 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 the Panthers. Detroit Detroit won tonight. Pittsburgh won tonight after being down three nothing. But you know what? You 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 took care of business. It it, it wasn't easy for for this team, but you, you you found you found a way to to get to get the two points. And now everything is right in front of you. And I didn't even get to mention uh, this that uh, Spencer Knight is now placed on injured reserve. Um, uh, and Alex Lyon was called up, so we we're expecting Sergey Bobrovsky to be to be between the pipes on Thursday night uh, against the Vegas Golden Knights. So it's a it, it's there's still alarms. Don't get me wrong, there are still alarms for this team, uh, and when when it comes to the stretches that they play, but I, I'm I'm happy about the two points. I agree. Um, right now, you take two points any way you can get it. Um, it, it's good that it didn't go to overtime because anything can happen in OT, but, um, two points is two points, especially against a Western conference team. You don't really worry about, about anything else except getting two points to add to your bank. Um, now against the Eastern conference opponents or division opponents, um, you got to lock these games down in regulation and you can't give the other team a chance to even drag it to overtime because that's a point you can't let them have. Um, but for tonight. I'm I'm happy with the two points. I'm happy they got it done in regulation. Um, and I think this game also gave the Panthers a lot of quality film, a lot of uh, examples of what they are capable of doing. You can you can take a lot of the, the positives from this game and try to build on those. And and the the negatives are the same negatives. We have to eliminate them. But there were a lot of positives, a lot of quality hockey that they can take from this game that to show themselves like, hey, this is what we're capable of. This is what we need to be doing consistently. They have the blueprint. It's right in front of them. Uh, they're, they're capable. We, we're seeing it in stretches. This, is, this team is capable of playing with anybody and beating anybody. They're capable of doing it. They just have to find a way to put it together consistently. Um, and it's tempting right now. We're over halfway through the season. We're, we're, we're scoreboard watching and we're, we're mapping out the, the path to the playoffs. We don't need to do that right now just win games. The teams ahead of the Panthers are going to lose. There's going to be losses. There's going to be head-to-head matchups that you have to win. 
But right now, they just need to keep adding two points to their bank every time they go out onto the ice. Um, that game in Vegas, like you said, probably a must win. And not to look too far ahead, but if you can beat Vegas, you come back home, you play a not-so-great Vancouver team, you have a good chance to have your first three-game win streak of the season. So let's, uh, we, we can – I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves here, but if, if we get that Vegas win, you know, things, things could be looking a little better. So um, I, I'm, I'm happy with two points. You, you beat the defending champs in their building, that's, that's two points you'll take any day of the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Panthers are starting to get some wins together. They're starting to climb a little bit up the standings despite not having the games in hand uh, on, um, like the teams above them. So they're 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 doing somewhat their part, even though uh, they they've been up and down since the since uh, the Panthers have returned to play. But the good thing is that they're healthy for the most part uh, coming into this. So it gives you a little confidence that hopefully maybe that they could uh, put, put some things together. And, 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 maybe you gotta, we'll... and you gotta be thinking declare has to be coming soon. Right. I mean, we're right around that window. You can add him to the mix. I think, I think we, we could really use that scoring punch and now uh, a little bit of a power play boost. I think things could be looking positive if we can continue this trend. So mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that, I think that's a great uh, way, way to end it, but uh, Jacob, I want to say thank you once again for joining me on this Winans Wednesday edition of the Florida Panthers uh, Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, celebrating a five to four victory over the Colorado Avalanche. Thank you once again for staying up with me. As now we see one forty eight a.m. on on East Coast time. Uh, tell everybody where they can follow you online. Definitely, you can follow me on Twitter at Jacob Winans eight um i'm usually pretty active on there and yeah man always always a pleasure to talk panthers hockey especially after a win who needs sleep anyway hey absolutely and this is our last late night uh uh wine ends wednesday of this season at least as uh the all the at least mountain time slash pacific time uh games are out of the way after tonight so thank you once again my friend and i'll see you next week looking forward to it thank you And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL and Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Roden. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, Make sure you listen to today's episode of Locked On NHL Prospects. Locked On NHL Prospects will be covering all the up-and-coming prospects from junior hockey to college to overseas. You can catch Locked On NHL Prospects on the Aussie app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. So I'm Armando Velez with Jacob Winans. And you've been listening to Lockdown Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.